they're doing. Don't do it. Then you get caught. In, <laughs> in fact, one Don't time uh, when I was a kid, a friend took me to a Baptist church, and I was sitting there, and they were judging someone. I said, look, we have the right to lock them up. And maybe even give them the death penalty of the law, but you don't have the right to judge him. It says it in your own book. Don't Why are you it. judging this person it. as being bad? But lock them up. That's what you do, and or punish them. But judging it, then you end up projecting, and you get it back. You do get it back, and I think it's even more and more curious as I become more and more awake, which is my job. Stay awake, right? Right. We talked about it. Stay awake. I even got a thing on my notepad here. Stay awake. Uh, The other night, I don't know, I was up having some orange juice, three in the morning. I went on YouTube. I said, I'll just watch a fun video, something just fun while I'm up. And I saw, uh, it was a a show that I really liked with um, a clip from Notting Hill and Julia Roberts, right? And it was a really wonderful scene. And it was about, she stood in front of, of, of Hugh Grant, and and she said, well, I'm just a girl asking a boy to love her. It was really a sweet little scene, and I really liked that scene, and I watched it, and I just said, oh, that's nice. So I go back to, to bed, right? Next thing I know, I'm in the other reality, having a conversation, talking with Julia Roberts, just talking mm. to her. So I conjecture that when we're either for or against someone, either way, then we connect with them on the spiritual level, and and I, I see it. I, it happens every now and then in the dream state. What am I doing talking to Julia Roberts? You know, I don't even know Julia Roberts. Well, <laughs> you know, you created this experience, so I talked to her. Isn't that fascinating? Just one, you know, 20 seconds of me thinking, oh, that's really nice. Good job, Julia. It is. Wow. I've had those experiences too. Yeah. You know, Adano always talks about being a mirror. That's the ultimate less karma technique. Oh, you mean so if someone's going to attack you, you tell them, I'm a mirror. And you get back. They call it mirror justice, actually. Hmm. Uh, In my next edition of Mind Over Matter, I'm going into that in detail about psychic defense. uh, That's good stuff. So it's really being neutral, right? Being neutral to whatever somebody's saying, they're they're either yep. <coughs> excuse me. They give you X amount of love, they get X amount of love back. That's they right. give X amount that that way you don't give them a free pass because you're just letting them reflect themselves back onto themselves. Right, right. So, and it's funny when you do that. And I'm sure you've learned working with people, Adam, that when we just listen to someone, they hear themselves. If we don't judge them, you know, if we don't think it's good or bad what they're saying, they hear themselves because it's just, and then they think that you're this great healer and you've helped them, but you didn't do anything. You know, you didn't you didn't do anything. Oh, Patrick, you really helped me so much. I remember you told me this, and I never said that to them. They said that to themselves, and and I and it just came back. Do you know what I'm saying? It just came back. 
Definitely projection. Obviously, there are people who love Bill Gates. <laughs> well, I'm not one of them. <laughs> I, I'm trying to cut down on that, but you know, I don't want but any I, juice I for Bill. I think he should be stopped. Yeah. but I don't uh, necessarily judge him. But uh, he he ended up where he is through whatever uh, synchronicities or causations or correlations, whatever. There he is. He has to be dealt with, but. Uh, be careful on judging him. You can get angry at him, but then forgive. Adonu always said, every time you do a hostility discharge, do a forgiveness discharge ah. so that you don't get stuck in it. Because people get sick from repressing anger, but then they get, uh, but then they feel guilty about that, and so they need to deal with that too. Then you have a complete resolution of the problem, which ah. you don't if you're stuck in so the anger So if we land. express anger to someone... Then after that, if we say, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that," and you know, okay, I love you, and and then you then you just you just, you you balance that out is what happens. That's what a Donald A. Said. I think so. Said, that makes the sense. The guilt will get you. <laughs> yeah, that makes <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Okay, this is from Aaron. Um, let's see. I tend to favor meats like turkey, lunch meat, turkey, bacon. And just turkey, I do, I do okay with chicken too. I always felt that the part of the reason I don't like beef, lamb, or pork, are because somewhere in my psyche and soul, I consider these non-bird animals more similar to humans in terms of soul and sentience. What does Adam think and Patrick think about this? Can we have an aversion to meat based on our resonance? Our respect for the animal. Yeah, yeah, I guess if people just really don't like killing animals, that's fair. I mean, that's a reasonable emotion, isn't it? I mean... Well, back in the day, uh, I became a vegetarian for 14 years, uh -huh. and two things set it off. One, I went to a health food store, and I said, I tried to be a vegetarian, but I lost weight. And the guy said, yeah, but it's your soul, not your body. Well, I believe that, fell into it and went with it. But then I decided, but let me try going on a hunting expedition. If I can't kill it, I shouldn't eat it. So I'm going to go out deer hunting. Hmm. Well, we couldn't find any deer. And the Oklahoma boy I was with uh, saw a squirrel. And he was fond of squirrel uh, soup, so a stew. So he shot it. And it died slowly and dramatically, like Marlon Brando in huh. uh, you know, in a movie where the every branch it hung on to desperately dropped another branch and another drop. And I was so traumatized by that, I became a vegetarian for fourteen years. <laughs> That's like I'm not going to take part in that. <laughs> but here's the humor of it: when I became a vegetarian, I pick up a magazine at the uh, local pharmacy or wherever it was, drugstore, and it's all about how vegetables scream when you get yeah. cook them uh, you know all of that both type of stuff from secret life of plant right. and i say oh no now i gotta give up plants too because they're <laughs> screaming when you eat them <laughs> yeah i mean there's actually been studies and they say that plants have pain when you when you cut them you know cut them from the in the garden and yeah <laughs> you know and also then aaron i would i would just kind of suggest an idea that everything is soul Broccoli, chicken, turkey, and cows. So I don't think, you know, I don't think that turkey are any less souls or chicken. So 
you know, just eat whatever you like and what you do good with, and bless them. You know, just just bless it. They're all, they're all souls, and <laughs> even broccoli have kids. Have, yeah, plant, yeah. Plants have consciousness. They have high. They certainly consciousness. do. Yeah. In Africa, they had a, a mysterious thing happened. All of the uh, antelope, I think it was, they all died, hmm. and they couldn't figure out why. Well, there was kind of a famine in the land. Normally, these uh, antelope went and ate sparingly from the plants. Well, they started eating more of the plant that was going to be threatening their lives. So they sent messages to each one and put out a deadly poison and killed them all. So all these antelope were dying dead. And they finally realized the plants were communicating. uh, And they communicate with uh, aspirin, strangely enough. Salicylates is how they do it with the odor. And then they have infrared radiation between them, too. So they're in communication with each other and talk to each other in the wind with salicylates and also Mm. by infrared radiation. And they're conscious. And and that ties into the idea of this whole oxalate and then these other chemicals that plants create so people don't eat them. I mean, they're just, they're smart. You know, they're, they're, they just... Chemical warfare. Yeah, they, 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 they can't run away like deer. They just sit there in the ground and some dude's going to come up and eat me, you know, and eat my kids. A plant doesn't mind you eating its fruit, like a tomato. And uh, it's, uh, an orange, uh, right? And, yeah, but when you go into other parts of it, it's like, say it offers you an apple and you eat its arm. It doesn't like that. Plants are not fond of human beings because we're herbivores and that in that level uh, any herbivore is a threat to a plant hmm. unless it eats sparingly it doesn't mind giving a little bit of here and there a fingernail or something but you take too much plants don't like us no they don't like us they don't like us in general plants we do better when we cook them right vegetables better uh, some, of, some of them are good raw like the, the fruits are, are oh, okay fruits. Yeah. see a fruit is cooked by the sun Mm-hmm. A, a red ripe tomato, if it's sun ripened, is cooked by the sun. But normally, other parts of the plant, if you're going to eat it, they have not ripened yet into their fruition, so then you cook them. Uh, roots especially need cooking because they have a lot of poison in. For some reason, Ray Pete gave the green part of the plant as the most poisonous. But you'll find in most cases, it's the roots that are most poisonous, uh, particularly manioc and some of those uh, roots that uh, tapioca, those type of roots will kill you if you uh, eat sparingly of them. And of course, a lot of green parts of the plants are poisonous. You don't want to eat the tomato plant, but the tomato is okay. Did did Ray Pete over your long time of looking at his work did he ever talk about all the quote-unquote poisons oxalates and other poisons that these carnivore people did he talk about that right pete that's why he he had people cooking things for three or four hours (laughs) did he think that cooking them did he think that cooking them got rid of it the oxalates mushrooms too but you know i stopped eating mushrooms because i knew you cook them because they are fungus yeah you want to cook them. but i just cooked them for a few minutes when we cooked them at, with his instructions for four hours, 
I don't know how you can possibly eat it. They were like a rubber tire. Hmm. I, I couldn't eat it. Vibrant gal couldn't eat it. We gave up on mushrooms, but I think I'm going to go back and just get button mushrooms and cook them for a few minutes. Yeah, because Ray Pete liked, he thought mushrooms were really good. If, he was a big, he was a mushroom, big mushroom fan. Yeah. yeah. He, he was uh, originally not. He thought there was uh, there were poisons in them, but then he realized you could neutralize them, and he said they were the closest vegetable to meat. Some mushrooms actually have B12 in them, by the way, for people who want to be vegans. I'll be done. Yeah, uh, got- I'm not sure which ones. I think it's the, I think it's the button mushrooms have it. Uh, some do, some don't. They've got these mushrooms at the farmers market. This guy comes and they does they do their own organic, and they got about twenty different kinds of mushrooms. It's crazy. They're like so many species of mushrooms. I mean, weird-looking mushrooms and gr- yellow ones, all kinds of colors. I had no idea. Well, uh, hundreds of them, and they, they have energy too. Uh, I first learned from Andrew Weil. I actually got hung out with him at one time. That if you put a mushroom spore under an asphalt driveway by morning, it will break through. And there'll be mushrooms growing out of How's the driveway. How's that even possible? And, right? that even possible? Yeah, and it's true. I, I then I second time I came across it in a local newspaper here. They had an article about how easy they can. How can a soft mushroom like that work through hard asphalt? It does it. And David Wolf used to talk about uh, where you go up and win the mountains or so. And these these things just they just go up in the air and and plant, you know, and they just find a place, you know. They. They're pretty spiritual things. Somewhere is going on with these mushrooms. I don't know what they're doing. Well, a mushroom also looks like both an atomic bomb and a certain part of a male anatomy. And I know. it is very good for <laughs> energy and for sex. Certain <laughs> atomic bomb. Oh, they call it a mushroom cloud. Yeah, I never thought of it. That. Yeah, that's right. It, it's a, it, it works by, it, a mushroom grows by frigidity implosion. Hmm. Uh, which is a type of it's like the secret of the atom bomb if you have ice freeze at a pier the pier will rise out of the water <laughs> that's the the function of a mushroom it does the same thing it grows by frigidity implosion look it up it's a uh, it's an unusual uh, uh, type of uh, energy uh, that you can't get in other plants I don't know how you remember all this stuff so I think it's all the coffee and the Water you don't drink and the sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sugar, actually, it's funny. I saw a, uh, I, I, I watch Russian movies and right. Russian TV shows. I'm still doing it. And just last night, I meant to tell you that they said, do you want your tea plain? No, I want five teaspoons of sugar in it. Five teaspoons? It's good for the brain. <laughs> they said that in the Russian movie? In a Russian TV show, Zurop, I think it's called. I'm 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 fascinated with the TV show. It was made in uh, about 10, 15 years ago, and the actor died in 2013. Mm. But he's a very good actor, much like a Columbo character. Mm. I've been putting a little bit of coconut sugar, organic, you know, in like goat's milk, which I have, or tea. So it's it's going to be good for me, right? Come on, right? No problem. No problem. It's, it's safer than complex carbohydrates oh. because sucrose is both fructose and glucose, while starch is always glucose plus glucose plus glucose. And glucose can get people in trouble. Even Ravisi said, when you give glucose in a hospital, it's okay for a while, but then its anabolic effect 
reverses and you start to get problems from it. So people on long-term glucose in hospitals, be wary. They should have something better like uh, like, uh, either sucrose or fructose because they will get in trouble. Now, you've heard the work of uh, Dr. Seafried, who was on Monday, right? It was Monday. And then Revisi. Does their work uh, come together? Are there, there are dichotomies there? Do they split off in any way, the difference between, uh, like, Seafried's work? which You know, he's got 150 peer-reviewed studies and been working on this forever, and all with private money, too. No, nobody in there kind of pushing the envelope one way or another, which is curious, interesting. What do you, Ravisi and, and, and Seafried's work? Ravisi, to me, was the uh, the greatest mental mind, a medical mind of the last century and of this century. Huh. No one that I found can beat him. Yeah, he. Uh, and here's the funny thing: uh, his textbook is up on the internet there, thanks right. to the crazy pharmacist. Crazy I have two paper copies of it myself, and I it's so much underlined that a friend of mine sent me another copy, so I have one that's not underlined with red, green, yellow, blue, pencil marks, ink marks, etc. But uh, that textbook was written in 61. He lived till 98 or so. Hmm. So where's that information? It was supposed to be released. It never has. God knows what he learned since 61, 71, 81, 91. Almost 40 years went by and you had to go and see him in person. I sent friends to him and they got uh, treated remarkably one of the most amazing things I did iridology on a friend and saw she had a, a, a tendency to pancreatitis well she got it and they put her on multiple drugs when she went to the Ravisi clinic the doctor there said you could have handled that easily one heaping tablespoon of sugar no more pancreatitis really <laughs> so again what differences or similarities have you seen what the Ravisi's work and what, what Seafried talked about? You watched that show, right, with cancer. Similar yep. or t- different? Do they split anywhere? Well, Ravisi went into the different hierarchy of the body, which almost nobody does. He realized that, uh, for instance, a person says they're acid or alkaline. Okay. Uh, at the organ level, the organs are made out of cells. The cells are made out of uh, organelles. organelles. The organelles are made and go down, 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 down. All those levels count, and you have to understand that a sarcoma, for instance, or, well, let's take a carcinoma. A carcinoma generally becomes below the DNA level, hmm. comes up. So if you have a carcinoma, uh, it goes back ways and comes from your internal body mechanisms below DNA though they want to say it's DNA but it probably goes back to the histones and really primitive levels if you get a sarcoma it's somewhere in the middle it comes from maybe the organelles or someplace or where the outer meets the inner and if you get a leukemia or some of those type of uh, blood and lymph cancers they come from without that's why if you get exposed to radiation, you're not going to generally get a carcinoma. You're going to get a lymphoma or something of that nature. But no one seems to make that division of hierarchy. And the other thing is polarity. Every disease has an opposite. 
So if you cure cancer, you're likely to get heart disease if you go too far to this side. Hmm. If you have tuberculosis and you cure that, you're likely to get cancer. They go back and forth. If you get, if you cure rheumatoid arthritis, you might get osteoarthritis because of that swing back. So what I like about Ravisi is he looked at it from a distance. He said there's no philosophy of meditation, uh, 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 medicine. They just look at one thing and extrapolate. Repeat the same thing. Inflammation is bad. Well, what about paralysis? 50% of diseases are paralysis and 50 are inflammation. They both exist. Uh, repeat one heavily to inflammation. Like what you, some people even say inflammation is the only disease. It's not. Paralysis. Uh, what about this idea that Seafree talked about, this lack of oxygen and then these cells ferment? Do you think that he's on? That's true. These cells ferment. He talked about the fermentation with the glucose and the glutamine. Fermentation, but you also get the non-fermentation. You can die from carbon dioxide as well as oxygen. Both of them work. Now, most people go to hospitals, and now it's been shown that uh, you're thirty times more likely to die from getting oxygen treatments right. and. Uh, right. What do you call it? When you get on those machines, you're going to die. They kill you. Now, uh, oxygen can save your life like a hyperbaric chamber, but it can also cause brain damage. And all you need is a little amount of carbon dioxide. It's the balance between so, both of but these. But do you think that these these cells are fermenting with all your research, like Seafried is arguing, saying that he, that's what they see in the lab? It. If you get, uh, you have to take in both sides of it. You have to take in that inflammation kills you and paralysis kills you. So you can get too little fermentation as well. Right. You do need a certain amount of fermentation. The one that kills people is disfermentation, is what you call it. In other words, inappropriate fermentation in your body. But fermentation happens in your intestines. You just don't want uh, the kind that causes cancer. Because fermentation definitely causes cancer, without a doubt. Okay. Uh, here's a, an email from Rolita. Uh, what does Adam think about psilocybin mushrooms law that is being passed in certain states? They're starting to use these microdoses of psilocybin for emotional, uh, spiritual stuff. She wants to know what you think about that. Neither. What's that? Neither. Cognitive, maybe. Mental, they affect the mind. They do not affect the spirit whatsoever. That's What do they call that? SEO, uh, they have a fancy name for for drug-induced spirituality. No such thing. Yeah. It's, it's absolute nonsense. You know what spirit is? Breath. Breath. When you, can, when you find something that affects the medulla oblongata, maybe you're getting closer to spirit. But when you get LSD working on uh, pituitary, pineal, all of that, you can forget it. The spiritual is not physical. It's not the pineal gland makes you spiritual. That's a hunk of meat up there. Right, but... The uh, pituitary is a hunk of meat. Yeah. We're not hunk of meat. We go beyond the level of hunks of meat. But cognitive level, you can have a, a change of, uh, of uh, emotion. Uh, it's actually not emotion, of thought that affects emotion. And you can make a change. But then if you keep taking it, guess what? Right. You're stuck but I wonder if in these, a rut. 
that these homeopathic uh, psilocybin things that they're using could be potentially beneficial. We just don't know. They're very new. I don't know how they use them. I guess it would also uh, be really important of who the practitioner is working with the person, right? Yeah, I think the homeopathic can work. Uh, it's so subtle when you use homeopathic amounts that your thoughts uh, uh, become more subtle and interfere with it. So a lot of times the homeopathic is really your thoughts doing it. There are homeopathic effects, definitely. You have tiny amounts of anything. Like uh, a, a chef, an experienced chef knows that if they want to cure a burn, if you get your hand in burning water, you dump it in again, but just quickly in and out. It heals. You put it in ice, that's allopathic medicine, then it takes about maybe three weeks to heal. Mm-hmm. Well, before you could heal it in one day by homeopathic, isopathic medicine. Stick it in, stick it out really quick. Redo the very thing you did. It's called a hair of the dog that bit you therapy. That's right. A hair of the dog that bit you. Exactly. Uh, Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We're going to take a quick little break and we'll be back. Uh, Our phones are out this morning because of the rain, but if you would like to join us, you can do that by email patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. This, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is one of the coolest things ever for your home. You get a cube that goes out 90 yards, and this will help your body get stronger against... uh, Wi-Fi's in your home, which we don't recommend. Cell phone towers down the street, which we don't recommend. Or 5G uh, outside your, your bedroom, which we don't recommend. We're talking with Brandon Amalani about his great product, the Blue Shield. Uh, and the Blue Shield, is uh, the main product is a cube. And it doesn't block the EMFs, as some people think. Right, Brandon? That's correct. It doesn't. It's, it's really about the communication of the device. And the, and the body. And what we figured out is how to communicate with the body and amp it up. So it's affecting the cell voltage, it's affecting the intercellular communication, and uh, the most important part is that it's getting the body to stop fighting the EMF, which are repetitive signals in the environment. They're non-native, they're man-made, and the body raises white blood cell counts and, and attacks it like it's a virus, essentially. That's interesting. That's very, very different technology from most units around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This uses uh, multiple scalar outputs, and, and it's really innovative, the scalar realm, because it's using crystal photonics or light to basically do this digital signaling that creates these longitudinal waves that move through time space and affect the subatomic structures between atoms. So as it moves and passes through your body, it's literally affecting the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of what we're made up of. Well, as you can hear, this is, this is interesting technology, very different and working on the cells in the body. Uh, the Blue Shield, it's on our website, front page, use promo code One Radio, little cube, take care of the whole house. They also have a little personal guy you can put in your pocket or purse. Blue Shield, promo code One Radio, OneRadioNetwork.com. And you can get a little a portable one, which I can show you a picture of in a minute, but um, and carry this with you in your pocket or purse. So when you're driving the city where they're doing the 5G thing, you can you know, be a little stronger to withstand that stuff. We've been experiencing the technology of molecular hydrogen in the water and the gas. So it's been, uh, September, uh, three and a half years now. And I can really, truly say 
that this technology has been very beneficial to me. I can't tell you exactly what, but I keep getting uh, healthier and more in balance all the time. So I keep doing what I'm doing. That's the only way I know. And it's a food. Uh, hydrogen is a food or um, uh, uh, like chi or prana. So it's not trying to kill anything. It's a, it's a wonderful molecule, the only molecule on both sides of the, of the uh, elemental table that Adam has talked about. Hydrogen. We have a machine called Holy Hydrogen. We think it's the best one that we know of out there, the cleanest, uh, the lowest maintenance, and you can also, uh, which is a big plus, you can also purchase it over time, which a lot of people want it. Um, uh, so you can do a monthly thing because they're a couple thousand dollars. But use promo code one radio, see the Holy Hydrogen ad on our front page, and click on it, promo code one radio, and you can finance it if you want, as we say, and just rock and roll, have a good time, and uh, just start breathing this, drinking the water, and I think it'll go a long way to help you to um, just be healthier, stronger, happier, any way that you look at it. If you're interested in getting some gold and silver coins, our Fred, Fred Zeshevsky, uh, he has a company called U.S. Coin Capital, and it's a great company. They're a small a boutique company, but they have folks that are there for you, and they will um, help you find what you're looking for, talk to you about your current financial situation, and try to put you into some coins, whether it be pre-1965 silver coins or some numismatic coins that are graded third party, and you can hold on for a few years and rock and roll and see what happens with the price of gold and silver. And this is a great hedge against inflation that we believe is just going to keep on going. There's just no evidence that it's not just because the system is so wonky. His phone number is 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. Fred Jaszewski and the real, real, real world money. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Having a good time talking with Adam Bergstrom, solartiming.com. And tell folks what they're going to find there on your website when they go visit now. Books. Books. <laughs> Lots of books uh, and uh, journals, things like that. Mind Over Matter, Butterflies Need No Taxidermist, Mind Hacking for the Millions, which uh, I think is maybe my most important of all of them. Uh uh, butterflies uh, need no taxidermist is just about everything Adonis Lay ever said about anything. And uh, mesmerism. Mesmerism is very important to show you how the mind works. Again, this is not spiritual. Uh, spiritual is a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, need, you need a teacher for that. But how the mind works is always, has always fascinated me and how we make our reality. Uh, hypnosis and mesmerism have shown that. I wrote mesmerism because if someone can do it to you, why can't you do it to yourself and eliminate the middleman? Indeed, brother. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I think isn't just talking quietly to ourselves, which I call contemplation, 
really quietly, you and God and Patrick, you know, this is really a form of, of mesmerism or hypnotism, isn't it? You're just, we're just changing everything in our body, everything, just because of what we, wow, I think, yeah, I really believe that. Hmm. Those are important. Contemplation is what the Catholic Church calls meditation, but that's really contemplation, not meditation. But they're both important, contemplation and then meditation. One is blank, and one is where we make our reality. Yeah. We need them both to live in this physical world, even though it's not really physical. Even <laughs> though we it's think it not is. physical. Somebody wants to know from uh, good emails, thanks for all your emails, how to increase the hemoglobin in the blood? No name, but they ask that question. Uh, one of the ways to do it, uh, a lot of people say it's iron, but hemoglobin is made out of many things. So one of the most important things is protein, protein. the proteins you eat during the day. Hmm. Simple as that, because iron is just one function of it. There's copper in it, there's zinc. Now, it's interesting, in the blood uh, hemoglobin, it's in the cell. You're not going to find any hemoglobin in the serum. If you do, you're in trouble. And if you notice, the cell of hemoglobin in all kinds of animals, including man, is in the fourth row of the periodic table. So isn't it a coincidence that uh, iron is right next to cobalt, which is also in the blood cell, and cobalt is right next to nickel, which people don't know it's in the blood cell, but it is, you move over one more space, you get copper. It's in the blood cell. Mm. You get zinc. It's in the blood cell. You go the other way back to vanadium. It's in the blood cell. It's well known. In fact, one animal called a sea squirt uses vanadium like we use iron. And what does a lobster use? Cooper globin. It's copper. It uses copper in its blood, but it still only takes from the fourth level. When you go into the serum, you're dealing with the fit, the third level of the periodic table, which is what Ravisi was into, is those levels and how they work. So if I want to do work on my red blood cell, I can't go to the third level or I can't go to the fifth level. I have to go to the fourth level. If the further you go down, that's the elements that are the heaviest. And just like in water, which sinks the heaviest first? Uranium goes right on down. And we can eat uh, uranium, by the way. Uh, people don't know that you can eat it. Anyone ever heard of this man? Let me see. Galen move Windsor? It, move it down a little bit. Okay, move it down, 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 down. Okay, Galen Windsor. That's a new one on me. He ate uranium oh, on he a ate daily it. basis. Oh, good and for plutonium. him. Why did he do and, that? And he just put it in his mouth and ate. First, he took a Geiger counter to make sure it was radioactive. He held it behind him and put the Geiger, Geiger counter behind him, uh, the Geiger counter in front and the uranium behind him. And then he said, this is so dangerous, you can't put it down your drain. It's illegal in the United States. So am I a drain? And he put it in his mouth and ate it. And the... Uh, he worked, was the original guy to work on the Manhattan projects, and he told them the truth about radiation that we could run 
all of our nuclear reactors with the waste product Just from with it. the waste product. The ones we bury. We pay all that money to bury it. We don't need it. And he went around demonstrating every day he ate it. The SWAT teams raided his house. He also, the government said, if you have radon in your house, uh, then they will rebuild the house for you for free. But if you delay, you have to decontaminate it before you sell the property. So what did he do? He went and put a thousand times more radon, spilled it all over his garage, his uh, basement floor, and called the government and said, I need a new house. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like it. <laughs> so he, the truth is, uh, I'm not for nuclear power because it's not a convivial tool uh, the way the government uses it. But if uranium were used correctly, you could have one nuclear reactor per 10 homes and be totally off the grid. But the government doesn't want you to oh, have yeah. free energy. They don't, they don't want to do and that. So, hmm. And they want to regulate it. But it's not that harmful. Now, I wouldn't be... Uh, though he kept it in his pockets. He, he, he swam in the nuclear pools that are supposed to be so dangerous. And what's happening at Chernobyl? People are living there. There's a there's a 90 year old lady there, d dancing and doing her vegetables because it's supposed to be a forbidden zone. But the animals are not mutating. They're not getting big. Well, some of the fish are getting bigger. Guess why? No one catches them, so the catfish grow big. It's not because they're mutating. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. They're afraid. So anyway, so anyway, we what we know about radiation is nonsense, and we could run it on nuclear power but the reason we can't is the government says it's dangerous and you have to control it so i'm against nuclear power because the government is never going to get out of the nuclear game yeah. ever 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 mm -hmm. i adam i'm considering and there will be no nuclear oh go ahead oh i was going to say there will be no nuclear weapon because nu nuclear if you're at the spot you will be radiated but if you get a sunburn from the radiation, you're going to survive. There's people in Hirosh Hiroshima who were right next to ground zero, didn't get vaporized, and they lived into their hundreds. And in my opinion, all this Russia nuclear war stuff, I think it's all fear porn anyway. I don't believe any of it. Don't you know, it's like, come on, give me a break. Well, it, it, it's more powerful than a regular bomb, but it's not going to destroy the entire world. There's just no way. Not but they want you to think that way. Yeah. Hi, Adam. I'm considering a career change and I'd love to work in a field where I can help people at the soul and heart level. Uh, would massage school be a good avenue to pursue for this? I feel like massage and related niches like acupuncture um, could be good ways uh, in the West to actually help people in the quote unquote health field. Thanks for your opinion. Band-Aids. Learn to mind hack. Buy my book, Mind Hacking for the Millions, and go into on the road. You know, when I discovered Now wait a minute, okay, who, now just, just stay, stay with her for a second. What are you saying to her? You can um, you could help people even more so by doing what? Not massage? Mind hacking. Oh, you could learn how See, to mind hack and she could help people mind hacking. Yeah. Uh, if you say you cure a person with uh, acupuncture and they're cured, 
then they think of their mother-in-law and they're sick again. <laughs> I know I have a friend that I went to his roughing sessions and you saw him get straighter and straighter and straighter. His mother came into town. He regressed a whole year. Boom, right back. So what good is that? You're, you're doing mandate with any kind of acupuncture, chiropractic, all of that. You're dealing with uh, the, the, physical the meat matter. The symptoms, right. The sim- so you're suggesting to this is she could look into the more spiritual, emotional, mental aspects of helping people rather than just going on the body. Exactly. Okay. Well, well mm-hmm. specifically, my career was in who's the matter with the person to find that out. So I made a good living at it too. And, and it's easy. I mean, all you're doing is holding a person's feet and you ask them, how's your wife? If the right leg jumps up and down, if the right leg jumps up and down, you know, you got a problem with the wife. If it doesn't, there's no problem. Then you say, how's your sister? Boom. Oh, now it jumps. It's your sister, not your wife. Or maybe it's your female boss. Or maybe it's your husband or your male boss, or maybe it's your brother, or your son, or whatever. You find out what it is, and then you get cured. A, a perfect example, I've, I've told you this before, and I'll tell it as fast as possible. I'm in Sedona, and a woman found out that I could read body language. So she said, well, if my left arm is sore, though, couldn't it just be because I play the bass? And I said, well, in your case, it's not. And if you want me to tell you why, I'll tell you. She said, sure. It's your, uh, it's the death of your father. And she said, my arm is totally paralyzed. I said, well, you, you want to work on it now? So we got her down on the floor because we had no massage table. And I started turning her feet. And I said, something is causing this. See what it is. So she said, I know what it is. And I said, you don't because it's not showing up on your feet. And she said, really? Uh, I said, well, tell me what it is. She told me, no reaction. She said, now I know what it is. I said, it's not showing up on your feet. It can't be. Then suddenly, I felt her tighten up just like that on both sides, Mm. particularly on the left side. And I said, this is it. Before she told me that she knew what it was, she said, my father died because he smoked and drank himself to death. And that's why I ended up not only taking care of him till he died, but because I cared for my guru when he died, because she indeed was the nursemaid for her famous guru in Sedona at that time Hmm. and was there when he died. And then her arm, perfectly normal again. Wow. And she had no more problem playing the bass anymore. Hmm. Who's the matter with you? how dramatic it can be. And what book would be the best one for this emailer lady to learn about who's the matter with you and maybe that would be a pathway for it of career somehow? Or? I have a, uh, the book is Mind, uh, uh, mind Hacking for the Millions. Mind Hacking for the Millions. And also I do Mind Over Matter to show examples of how this works in life that goes into mesmerism and things like that. But if you want to make a living at it, all you have to do is learn to to turn the feet. Then you don't have to know anything. Your client knows it. Your friend knows You're it. You're just asking they know questions, right? what's bugging them. Hmm. Now, their conscious may not. They say, I have no problem with my mother. Boom, the right, the right leg jumps. 
Uh, you do. Well, come to think of it, we never did resolve this question, and then you go to it. Now, here's the one problem with mind hacking, as with anything. People don't want to solve the problem. They get attached to the problem. I know people who have had a mother trauma. I see them 10 years later. I turn their feet. Oop, your mother's still there. I can't resolve it. I cannot forgive her. Well, if you can't forgive her, you're punishing yourself, not her, by not forgiving her. Again, that's how we judge other people. We get into that. Right, right. Yeah, I've, I've seen people 20 years later. Uh, unfortunately, I wish I'd kept more records, but I didn't because the body was a record. I didn't have to have a file on anyone. I came back, I turned the feet immediately. Oh, yeah, I remember it's your mother, it's your brother, whatever it is. Uh, some people now, a lot of people would get rid of it. One one woman, uh, I turned her feet uh, and I said, wow, the left leg is okay. Yeah, I told the SOB to get lost and I dropped them. Many people, the problem starts when they lose a loved one. But see... It worked the other way. Once he was out of her life, no more left yeah. side problems. How did you, how did you, how did you advertise this kind of work to get customers? How how did how did you do that? What did you say? You know, I did it in a very uh, different way than most people. I wanted to travel. I didn't want to live in a house. I wanted to live on a Greyhound bus. Believe it or not. So I would get on a bus, sit by someone. And we would start to talk. And when I would tell them my story at first, they said, that sounds crazy. Then I would give them examples. And I said, if, if you sponsor me in your house, uh, I will give you 25% of the profit of anybody you bring in. And great. And so I had business all over the place. I went from Seattle to New York City to Florida to all over the place doing wow. that, doing it just like that. Now, other people are probably better marketers. That was the way I wanted to do it because <laughs> I wanted to go every place on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> and that's how you did it. How long did you do that model? Uh, 20 years. <laughs> really? You traveled for 20 yeah. years on just doing, picking up, finding someone, and then they would bring in friends and, and you give them 25%. And how much would you charge them for a session? Uh, at that, when I first started, it was $35, and then it got up to 75 Wow, so. that's great. And so sometimes I'd see 10, 10 people a day in a house sometimes. One, one time, I just went to see somebody in uh, Alabama, and uh, I was just going to help a friend as a, as a favor because I was taking a bus down to Florida anyway, to Key West. And so uh, I got off the bus, and of course then I had – I had a, a tabla, one of those drums, you know, and had mm -hmm. long hair mm -hmm. and shorts and everything. And the person thought, oh, my God, who is this character? <laughs> I'm going to introduce him to people. She wouldn't even take me into the health food store because Alabama just didn't have hippies like that. So anyway, I was just going to work on her friend. She said, can I get you some clients? I said, sure. I ended up leaving with two days with uh, $1,500 for just hanging out there for two days. Went on to Key West, uh, went back to Houston, got business there, went back to California, got business there, stopped off in Arizona, got business there. So I was booked up at that point, just doing that and having fun and wasting the money. I went out to restaurants and shows and everything and hung out with my friends, but it was a good life. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew the money. I mean, you just blew it on fun stuff, yeah. 
Yeah. I was more interested in the the experience sure. uh, than uh, the money. But I well, got that's how you learned all too. this stuff because you you've just been a life learner. Just that's how you learn, right? Just do it. You just do stuff. That's a great. What a great and, story. And it's funny. Yeah. It happened accidentally. I. I went down to Mexico to visit my friend Christina Ponzo and got a terrible case of the Aztec two-step. I came over the border with $2 American money. And so I told my friend, I said, can you give me any clients? Uh, Oh, I was supposed to work at a metaphysical center in El Paso, but they moved to New York. Hmm. And now I'm stuck without any money. And I said, could you get me some clients? Sure. She got me so many clients. I thought, wow, I can make a living like this. So that's when I started just traveling and telling people what I did. Went to their homes. I didn't go to a hotel or have to set anything up. I did go to a few hotels when people wanted to really do a big thing. But I made most of my money uh, just by home. just paying yeah. 25%. I got free rent while I was staying there and, uh, and, and, and met some fascinating people. I bet you. I, mean, I bet you met some really in- interesting people all along the way. Wow. Very interesting people. I, I met yogis. I met uh, people running centers. I met just plain housewives and and computer workers and whoever, just ordinary people too. And I really like Aquarius is supposed to be the sign of friends, and I just like people, so I like to visit people and find out what they did. I hitchhiked a lot to do that. By the way, to go to some of these sessions, I hitchhiked there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great story. Angie says, I have a health issue that it has me stumped. For years, I've had excess prolactin that, has, that the docs believe is due to a slight benign pituitary tumor. It causes amorrhea, A-M-E-N-O-R-R-H-E-A. Not sure how to heal this. Does Adam have any ideas? That is definitely a mind-hacking one, because otherwise you're going to have to go into drugs and whatever the doctors have for you. Uh, You could uh, attempt to do some of Ray Pete's ideas, take progesterone instead of uh, progestin and and some of these other ones. Uh, Progestee, uh, helps a lot of conditions. Does it? And thyroid can too. You know, you saved our, uh, saved our lives at one time uh, back last year. And so I'm not against physical uh, intervention in, sometimes. In, yeah. Intervention. I sent you the, the Ceno Plus or something, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. Mm-hmm. Saved. Uh, I won't say how that happened here <laughs> in details, but let's say uh, I probably wouldn't be here now and vibrant gal wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you so this lady how could she how could she move forward with working through the mind body spirit thing how could she do that you know if she can't mind hack the thing is to think of all the traumas she has and release them through yawning stretching sticking out the tongue giving richard the third you know being aggression it could be an anger issue uh, and one of those. I, I have seen so many people actually cured of major diseases by uh, by simply facing the uh, cognitive trauma. The cognitive trigger event usually sets it off. So if she goes uh, back and finds a, a, thinks about a trauma, maybe a divorce or a breakup. How does she how does she work with that? Um, 
the way to deal with it is resolve it and not what you hear a lot of time is release it now this is they have a drug the medical profession that makes you forget memories hmm. uh, jim carrey was in a movie the uh what was it the spotless mind do you remember yeah, that one i do uh-huh. uh, about that that does not work that just represses it right. and, you need and to resolve it. it you need to resolve it you have to resolve it and it can be different you yeah. might have to go give someone a hug hmm. you might if it's a departed person you might have to adjust to the trauma yawning and stretching help sticking out the tongue helps uh you doing things uh, living your heart's desire helps very few people live their heart's desire. Yeah. They really just get roped into being a sailor or a doctor <laughs> or a construction worker, and they can't get out of it. A sailor. <laughs> and by the way, here, here's a really funny thing. Uh, hey, Biden now is hiring black people as construction workers. Doesn't he realize, how can I put this without getting in trouble? Uh, what used to be called a field bleep, that's what they're now doing. What Biden could do if he wanted to equalize the playing field is is hire entrepreneurs. How many black entrepreneurs are there with with millions of dollars? Elon Musk is not black. Uh, J. Bill Gates is not black. Listen, only Oprah, who is more like a court jester and is stuck with doing her usual thing. She has to play a black soldier now in England. That's what she's playing. She only gets black roles. She can't make any money any other way. Ellen, she's white. She makes money other ways. She's much more. She's much better off than Oprah is. She has a seventy million dollar house here. She just bought. She has one right next to it that got flooded in. You saw that video. That was her lesser house. <laughs> she has one right next to Oprah. She has a Beverly Hills house. She God knows how many houses she has. She's a. She flips a house every two weeks here in Montecito. It, Every month to every two weeks. So she's a good Flips business. Flips a house and she's makes a good money. Business. Well, she made a lot of money. She was on TV for a long time. She made a lot of money, and God love her. You know, I don't, I don't uh, you know. Yep. And she makes it now. She doesn't even need TV. She she has. I think she's got a new show or whatever going on. Oh, but does she? They make plenty of money by flipping uh, real estate. $70 million for one house. On the beach, I thought the I thought the the sea was rising. I guess it's not, Cordova. I don't her. think I don't think it is. Good morning, you two groovy guys. When I go to the reflexologist, he's always hitting my pituitary gland spot on my big toe, and it hurts like crazy. He says to eat more parsley. What does Adam think about that or any other suggestions? So, parsley for a pituitary toe. I was originally a reflexologist, so that's correct, but they're doing it the wrong way. Oh. You don't want to make it hurt. You want to pinch it and pull it towards you. That activates it. What pinching does is put it to sleep. If you want to cure anything, you must pinch, tickle, or lightly touch anything. Anytime you do acupuncture, it goes deep and causes sedation. Sedation is great for pain. I hate to tell you this, but very rarely will you be cured by acupuncture, but you can be cured by light reflexology. Uh, many times you will get a cure because one is light, works on the border patrol, and one is sedative. When you go deep, it's sedative. Acupuncture is like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? a low-pressure system on the earth, you know, where you get uh, tornadoes and things like that, but it puts things to sleep. 
a uh, a what do you call it a uh, a high pressure system is very large mm-hmm. and reflux points are much larger they're about as large as a nickel they tend to by working on them lightly cure things and make them better by pressing on that pituitary point and making it hurt all the time it's good to okay it hurts so you know it's got a problem but then you start pulling it and shine red light on it and do things of light weight pressure and you can actually get rid of a pituitary tumor that way that's pretty that's pretty interesting i know people who have got rid of them that way uh, one person actually uh, this lady just emailed back she says oops uh, ask him about the pineal gland. I messed up. It's not the pituitary. Pineal. Pineal gland. Uh, the pineal is harder to find on, uh, but it's on not that her, area. So it's not her big toe like the guy is saying? Well, it's there too. Okay. Yes, it's there too. It it, it's uh, below it. So that but mostly what the pain is is the pituitary, not the pineal. And most reflexologists can't tell the difference between the two. You have to do other tests and reflex areas to find that out. And the pineal is overrated. Basically, it's for your balance. And guess what happens when you live at the equator a long time? You lose it. But a baby seal has a pineal that's four, one quarter the size of their entire brain oh. because they need it to survive in the winter. Once you get down to the uh, the equator, you don't need a pineal gland. It's not a spiritual gland like they tell you. It's a piece of meat, but it's useful. Circadian rhythms and circadian rhythms are more important where? Up in the north country. They're not that important in the equator. It's eternal uh, Eden down at the equator, so you don't need a pineal gland even. Yeah, it I, does do other things. But I, I've never, I really never caught into the pineal gland thing because as soul, we are not physical. <clears throat> so how could some physical thing keep us from doing something? I don't, it doesn't even make, it never did compute for me. Exactly. Now, an important one is the pineal, is the medulla oblongata because that connects us directly. It's our plug-in like in the Matrix, uh, how we get into the reality and unplug it. A perfect example where they put that in the back of the skull there. Is it? Uh, The medulla is really that, but it's still still the piece of meat. You have to go to the other side of it, the mouth of the mouth of God, to get the sonic current, the audible life stream, all the different things that we get in the environment, because we are everywhere. Uh, just curious if Adam heard the show Patrick did with uh, yesterday with Howdy Matkowski and wonder if he's onto something. He talked about their earthly and astral levels of deception. He thinks reincarnation is sort of a trap where our memories are wiped out and we're connect and and we're conned into coming back. He thinks our energy is harvested to. What does Adam thinks about these ideas? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Howdy, with all due respect, understands reincarnation. But go ahead, Adam. No, I I think reincarnation is reincarceration, so we get reimprisoned. But all of right. those other things about harvesting souls and all that—you can't harvest everything. It's not possible. So that stuff uh, I just don't agree with. However, uh, uh, it's like sleep. Every time you come back in a lifetime, you think you're someone else for the movie. But once you break through that, you realize, hey, 
I'm everybody. I'm every script. And not only have I reincarnated in my last life sequentially, I have reincarnated sideways. I'm those people, that person over in Africa. I'm that person over there in Greenland. I'm everybody. It's a, I'm a hologram. <laughs> you are everybody. And Grace, you know, this whole idea that there's entities and all this stuff, There are certainly there are weird energies out there trying to kick our ass. I mean, if I can just be plain about it. But as long as you stay awake, these people can't hurt you. They, they just can't, you know? They just can't. They can't hear. As the military did, they, they changed your fixation of what you thought you were. Mm-hmm. And that made the change happen because your brain believed, your mind believed it, not your brain. Your mind Your believed. brain, again, is a piece of meat. Yes. <laughs> but see, even uh, Leary and all those people, they believed the brain was building upward. But we're put in backwards, upside down, like the Matrix has mm-hmm. it correct. Their real world is out there. It's not here. This is a reflex of the real world that we're going through. And we're doing these movie shows uh, for fun and enjoyment, really, ultimately. I don't think it's necessarily for lessons. Uh, the, all you have to do is at any lifetime wake up and say, oh, I got this thing plugged in the back. And this, Check it this out. wasn't the real thing at all. Yeah. And, and Grace, you know, I, I think there's a, there was a lot of really... I, I, I don't know, not useful information from them about this whole idea. Once you really find a, a real good teacher, an authentic teacher, you, you are really protected. You're protected anyway, but a teacher is just a, another layer. We're always protected. And once you release the fear of anything going wrong, man, you can go anywhere you want, whenever you want, boom, rock and roll, and have a party. That fear holds us back a lot. And so... I wasn't resonating with a lot of that information. He was talking about entities and stuff. You know, in the uh, in the tarot deck, you have the magician, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to give you power, and a lot of people go for that level. But the real power is in the fool. Zero. It's not one, two, three, four, five. It's a zero. And what's he doing? He's walking off the cliff. But he goes to one, two, three. How did he survive? He was protected. He had insecurity, internal security, because he knew, even though he's stepping off the cliff, he knew he a plane's going to come along, he's going to fall on it, a big bird is going to pick him up. He's protected. He doesn't have to worry. That's the ultimate level of spirituality is internal security. Yeah, and yeah, and you just don't have a fear, because who cares? What's the worst that could happen? You know, you lose your body, so who cares? You know, do something else. <laughs> And it's hard to get to. I'm not saying I'm no, completely I there. My, my mother used to call me a Calamity Jane. Because yeah. stop worrying. What are you worrying? And Adano said, I refuse to worry because it corrupts my divine mechanism. That's a great thing. I refuse to worry because it corrupts my divine mechanism. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that one. <laughs> because it corrupts my divine mechanism. <laughs> Well, Mr. B, we've just, uh, you know, we didn't get in too much trouble today. I think we did fine, right? Thanks for having me on because I have to be quiet on Facebook. I can't say things. I do go. You can find me also on MeWe. 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 You go on MeWe. And I'm writing a lot of blogs on uh, on one radio network now about Agenda 21 because it's, since I read that book and really read it thoroughly, I realized that 
who would think that those turnabouts are a plot from Agenda 21 to stop us? Who would think that that explosion in Ohio is an excuse to not replace the overheads part? They want to let the highways go. Biden has said it. Biden is in. He's he's instructed to do Agenda 21's work. And what is 2030? It's a fake. It's to take your mind off Agenda 21. You won't find much dirt on 2030, but I guarantee you, if you search Agenda 21, you're going to find a lot of dirt on it. And boy, they're they're everywhere. They're just like giant squids, aren't they? School boards, city councils, uh, police. They're just every anywhere they can get a foothold. That's really interesting. I'm going to, if you get any stuff on 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 uh, on. Florida and DeSantis, and you say he's a globalist, I'd be interested, because he's kind of got me kind of fooled a little bit, because he, he sounds like a co- good guy to me, so maybe I need to wake up a little bit about Florida. You know, uh, <clears throat> he is a globalist, and he's a, a politician. Right now, though, you have to go with the situation. Right. If, if I was traveling like I used to be before, I'd go to Florida, because that's where you're free. You, you're still, they're going to bring masks back here and all kinds of stuff it's not over we're in the eye of the the hurricane they're looking for any excuse to get us in these smart cities when you see uh, uh, workforce housing mixed use construction uh, low income housing all those that's things. All, all stuff all yeah. guaranteed from agenda 21 it is not by your regular politicians it's not by elected people it's by bureaucrats which we haven't elected the congress does nothing anymore except uh what would you call it they they do something to make you think they're doing something something. Uh, like the city here they might put in a street light see we're doing that but the taxpayer money is being uh built to build to destroy the roads and build ghost cities that no one's going to live in because they don't want us to stick around because they got AI now. Who needs human beings anymore? They think. What's that new? What's that new AI thing? Chip something chat. Have you heard about that? What is that about? Yeah. What are, what are they? What is that? Basically, it's like a friend. It yeah, tells you everything automatically. It just everything but read your mind. Oh, and that's I, just the beginning. Just so it's just an AI thing that people are starting to, to buy into and having allegiance to this chip chat or what is it? What, do you know the name yeah. of it? Uh, I, I forget the exact name of it, but, uh, but Scott Adams has talked about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and he says it's going to change. But Scott Adams makes a mistake. He thinks that the human mind and AI is going to duplicate it. It will duplicate the human brain, but not the human not mind. Not the can't, It can't. It will no. never, no, never. The, these never. people get the mind-brain thing, and they get it wrong. You know, they don't. They're dealing from a false um, premise. You know, the the mind is not physical. The brain is physical. The mind is hardware, man. It's hardware. It's a computer. The brain is software. It's just like Windows Ten. It's not smart. <laughs> Doesn't know anything. <laughs> Yeah, I had to laugh. Uh, my friend uh, Sandhya uh, Gouget, she's a doctor. She got a session from Adano and found herself floating to the ceiling and looking down on her body. Oh, really? So Adano looked up at her and said, come back any time and walked out the door. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. I told you I used to do that when I was a kid, Saturday morning, grade school. 
I would figure out how to rock back and forth. Next thing I knew, I was on the ceiling looking at myself. And I just felt so good up there that I did it. And I just thought everybody did it. I, I didn't I didn't I didn't tell anybody. I just thought, well, this is fun. Well That's why you're in Delta. I had to be taught that in really? my thirties where someone taught me that rocking, the rocking technique. Thing. But I didn't have a clue. Yeah, you just learned it naturally. I just kind of stumbled on it, you know. But you know what? My theory is, and I really believe this, Adam Bergstrom, that these teachers that I have and you have and other people have, these God-realized beings, that they're with us a long time before this lifetime and this lifetime. So I think my teacher was there with me on a Saturday morning in St. Louis and kind of had some, just rock back and forth and you see what happens. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that's true, too. Yeah, they're, they're right there with you all the time. All the time. Okay, kiddo, I love I you. you. Thanks for everything. Happy rain. Give folks another Thank shot you. there at your website, brother, uh, solartiming.com. Oh, Give yeah. me a plug before we go. Solartiming.com. Dot com. So, you can also find us on Sunsink Nutrition for the $99 thing. We have lots of neat things there. And don't forget to read my blogs on One Radio Network. That's right. I think I'm well over 2,000 blogs now. Is that right? No kidding. Does our little search function on One Radio Network pick up stuff on your blogs? Does it? It, it's great. Your search function is ideal. I use it all the time to look up stuff. I I'll read be stuff. Done. Did I write that? I don't remember that. I'll be, well, that's good. Folks, we're talking yeah. about this little search thing on the right, top right of One Radio Network. You can put in all kinds of different words and come up with blogs and shows and stuff like that, right? Uh, amazing. Your search function is so great. You can find any of your old shows, your repeat ones, whoever you've interviewed. G. Patrick Flanagan, whatever, hmm. and then you find out all of my blogs are there, all two thousand plus. I'm approaching three thousand. That's maybe. crazy! I can't believe it's been that long. I remember the first show we did with Adam Bergstrom. Remember Adam? It was March, sure early March in two thousand eight. Yep, and and actually on LBJ Radio, we well, that did was even it, first. Uh, KLBJ, KLBJ. We did it even before that. Two. Two or three shows before, and then we did that first one on. And it's amazing. Uh, After having you on at KLBJ, they didn't even fire me. So that was good. It was like <laughs> they knew I was very pretty, good. Knew I was pretty wacko. That's the first time I met you, right? When you came to KLBJ. Yep. What year was that? That would be. Uh, 2007. 2007. I was living on a ranch in Texas, and I drove into Austin to do the show twice, three. Either two or three times, but oh, that's right before I opened up my little natural food store in Austin, oh, in Dripping yep. Springs. You came out there one time, didn't you? Uh, no, oh. well, I've been in Dripping Springs, but not to visit you. I was out there before when I first came to Texas to go to New Bronzefeld and places like that. Oh, you that didn't come to our store. I thought you'd come to our store. Oh. How much? Uh, of, no, I never did see that uh, place. No, must no. have drunk that. And, and now I remember twice in person on uh, KLBJ and once on the phone from Fort Worth on KLBJ. Oh, then came the first show on One Radio and Network. So on I, KLBJ in 2007, what the heck were we talking about? I mean, do you remember? I think it was all solar nutrition. Solar nutrition. Mostly, but I, we didn't get yeah, too, I think that's what it we was. We didn't get too crazy, huh? Yeah. You called me and said that 
when three people tell me something, I know it's time to call. <laughs> and oh, that, that was a rule I learned from Madonna Lay. So I think Carol Crosby and two other people told you. Told you, talk to this when guy. when you called yeah. me. Three different people said, I said, I said okay, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> How's Carol doing? Have you? I, she emails from time to time, our good friend Carol. She seems to be coming along. She seems to be coming along, yeah. She's gained some weight and, and hanging in there. Yeah, she's I'm, liking burned bagels. <laughs> so I, yeah, I invited her. I said, you should come on the show and tell folks your little journey. And she said, well, when I get stronger, I will. So she's going to come on and we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, she's you. made tremendous progress. And I'm so glad I, I've known Carol for oh, ever. before. But when I first met Adonis, I was 75 or something. Wow, you guys her. go back that far, huh? Wow. Oh yeah, we, we've been good friends a long time. Yeah, very long time. And she's actually pooping and gaining weight, so it's a, really making progress. Yeah, she's gaining weight. She's she's uh, thanks to you. Uh, I've given her some advice, and she has friends giving her different sessions, and she has a good support system there in Brenham, Texas. So yeah. She's right. doing good. That's There's a right. movie star now from there. I said, you should be next, you know, get ready for the limelight and be a movie star. Be a movie star, be a movie star. She okay. always had panache. Yeah, yeah, always, always she did. All right, brother, I love you. Thanks to you and to Vibrant Cal. We'll see you soon, okay? Take care. May the blessings be. Take care. Well, as always, what a trip, you know? You can just spend two and a half hours with somebody and just talk about anything. I mean, come on. What's up with that? He's a good one. Check him out and uh, go to solartiming.com and uh, get the Mind Hacking for the Millions uh, email book. That'll be a fun thing to download and read and learn how to mind hack. Okay, kids, I'm going to, um, to take a break and go to the farmer's market and pick up some goat's milk and then see you back on Friday. Okay. I was going to do a show, but we've talked enough. I'm kind of talked out for the day. We don't need to do much, much more. See you back on Friday, and we'll have plenty to talk about. We're keeping our eyes on the financial world, on the spiritual world, on the physical world, uh, anything that we can kind of just help you to have a healthier, healthier, a healthier and happier life. Over doing the... Uh, uh, coaching sessions, if you'd like to do one with me. Uh, I still got two waiting on the bench I've got behind because of the freeze, but we're going to do two more uh, probably in the next few days. But if you'd like to do a coaching session with me, it's mainly spiritual, emotional, mental advice. Uh, we can talk about anything you want. That's pretty much my expertise, but mostly I'm a good listener, and the more I listen, the more I can help you to uncover where you're stuck so email me, and it's all by donation now. We don't charge. Just email me, whatever you, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com, and uh, we'll do one. We'll set it up and do it by um, Zoom, and then we have un unlimited email support after the one-hour session. And again, no, no fee. You can just donate whatever you want when you're done, whatever you think it's worth. So just email me if you'd like to do it, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com and we'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Love, life, phoning around, whatever. All right, kids, I'll see you on Friday. Thanks for everything. I appreciate your support. Your support is deeply, deeply appreciated. People send in donations 
and they go to our website and buy some of these products, and we think we have the best suite of products anywhere. So I, I know that you'll do well just getting on our website and, and going on looking at some products and maybe buying something. That's how we support ourselves with the commission from the sale. So I love you guys. See you Friday, 10 o'clock Central. Take care. May the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.